Why don't you just trust your instincts? Let's talk about that. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. John Henry Soto here. It is uh, April 28th, 2021. And it is 7am. It is Wednesday, I believe. I believe that is correct. It is Wednesday. And uh, it's going to be a beautiful day, apparently. We're going to go do a homeschooling date with some families, with our group. And uh, I think that's going to be a lot of fun today. It's going to be a gorgeous day out here in, uh, on the East Coast. Um, New Jersey area, so that's going to be exciting. Um, and we're going to be talking a little bit about today about your instincts and what is that. <laughs> and I have a, a bunch of stories, and I won't I won't be able to get through all of them. Um, but through my travels, through my my life, I've uh, have instances where. I either went against my better judgment or went with it and it saved my life. How about that? So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, hope everybody's having a wonderful morning out there and a restful evening. I uh, appreciate everyone watching. Thank you so much. If you do like what this is all about and what I'm doing here, I'm, I'm uh, here every morning at 7 a.m. Um, please like, share, and subscribe to my YouTube channel, and you can follow me also on um, Facebook channels as well. I'm also on Twitch, uh, and it is, it is live. This is 100% live. It is right now 7.02 a.m., um, and I do this every day, Monday through Friday, uh, 7 a.m., and we usually talk about new topics. We have a bunch of different uh, things that enter my universe, ideas that people send me, um, just a lot of different uh, wonderful things that happen. And uh, it's just a really nice way to spend the morning with everyone. It's a little bit of a therapeutic thing for myself, and I hope that it provides value to all of you. So I want to just take that moment to thank you. Um, good morning, Elaine. How are you? So Elaine Ash says, good morning, and I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful morning. Uh, we're going to be talking about instincts today. You know, it's a funny thing. I grew up in the South Bronx during the 70s and the 80s, and it was it was rough, to say the least, right? And one of the, um, the things that's probably the toughest of all is that a lot of friends, unfortunately, uh, were taken out or kind of uh, lost their lives, either to drugs or to um, violence, uh, prison. I guess those are the three options, right? Um, marriage. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but those are the, the three options, right? And a lot of friends actually lost their opportunity to, to live a life, you know, to live their lives. And it's a tragic thing it's it's always been tragic and i can tell the stories on my hands but there's always been something that that for some reason has happened to me that has really been fascinating and it happened to me numerous times and that is instincts 
like my instincts for some reason growing up in that environment were pretty solid. I also didn't have a lot of influence. Um, the peer pressure that you hear about for some reason didn't really hit my, my space. And if it did, it wasn't anything that I would even pay attention to for some odd reason. I grew up with this thing. Now that doesn't mean that I kept that good thing. I made a lot of dumb mistakes. I did things that as I was doing them, I knew why am I doing this? Not a good idea. Not a good idea, Johnny. And I did them. And of course, of course, huge regret right afterwards. Right. Um, but there's one, one time, one particular time, there's a lot of violence in the, in the war zone, but there were evenings that it felt like it was a war zone. And one evening I'm, uh, hanging out just in front of the, the building, you know, um, in the corner, not in my building, but it was in a corner and my building was right across the street there. And I remember thinking, eh, I'm going to go home. It didn't feel right. I just felt I was, it wasn't too early. I was already kind of, a, was I an adult? I mean, 16, 17 years old, not really an adult, but you had some freedoms at that point. Um, and I was outside pretty late. And I remember thinking, I'm just going to go home. Then evening felt weird. And I was like, I looked at my building and said, I'm going to go home. So I just walked home. I walked home. Uh, the next day, found out that almost as soon as I left, there was a, a shooting and killed one poor soul right, right there where I was basically standing. Literally, they said, yo, John, right after you left, right after you left, that happened. And I heard that so many times growing up. There was another time there was a, a party. There was a, two parties, actually. There was one closer to my home at a, a community center. And there was another one down the down pretty far away, about six blocks away or so. And I just thought, I don't want to go all the way down there. It was, it was a block party, one of those outdoor parties where a DJ, not really an official party by the, the city or anything, but a DJ would go out and plug his equipment to the, the pole underneath the pole kind of open that thing up, jam it open and get power from there. And, um, this, <laughs> this was basically, this was very popular to do this. Right. So this one time I decided, well, I'm going to stay at the community center, which is only like a block from my house. The other ones are, was too far away. I said, I didn't want to walk over there. And I just thought, I don't want to go there. It was going to be too many people there. And I was into all that because I was a, a sort of a ghetto celebrity um, I was a break dancer back then. I did a lot of shows and did a lot of uh, competitions and stuff with a group of, uh, of young other young men that we were out there doing our break dancing. And it was a lot of fun. I had a ball. And um, so this one time I said, oh, I'm staying home. So later that night, um, I'm lo I look up the street and I see a sea of people, a crowd of people, a sea, people coming towards me slowly like almost like a procession of, of some sort and as they get closer i see that the girls are crying and some of the guys are crying there's just tears people coming down and i see one guy coming down the block his name was uh, i won't say his name <laughs> but one guy came down and i see him crying 
and he was a tough guy. He was a tough dude. He was not somebody that you would mess with. And um, but he was a friend of mine. We grew up together. And uh, one of the reasons why I survived that environment was because I grew up with a lot of the, these guys that grew up to be really uh, the ran the environment, basically ran the the, the show. Um, and I got to, I, I knew them. They knew me and I was somewhat protected. So I see him and he's bawling his eyes out and I so I yell out what's what happened what happened so he tells me that they they shot and I won't say the guy's name but they shot this person and I was stunned I was like what he goes yeah they, they shot him they shot him he's crying and so he ran home shortly after that he comes back and he's like holding a gun he's like I'll be right back he's got a gun and, and I you know and that was just nothing really happened after that to him or to anyone, because everybody had dispersed and the police were all over the place, I'm assuming, at that point. But that was another time that I remember having the, this uh, this instinct. Um, the time when, and that just happened numerous, numerous times growing up in this environment. Um, there, was one, <laughs> there was one time when I'm walking down uh, Aldo Street, which is a, it's across so Aldo Street, Ho Avenue, if you know that area, anybody from the South Bronx, but uh, it was right on the the the, um, the Hunts Point area, and I'm crossing. So I'm crossing the street at Aldo Street, and there's a grocery store right over here. There's about three grocery stores on this one block. Two of them are literally almost side by side, which I I don't understand. They've been they were there for years. Two grocery stores side by side, doing their thing, and then there was one that was, that was in the corner that was slightly bigger. Um, and I'm walking by, and I thought to myself. Well, I wanted to get something, but uh, this grocery store here has them, but I'm going to go over there because I haven't been to that grocery store in a, in, in a while, and I know everybody on the block, you know, the, the, the guys who run the store. So I turn, and I walk over to the grocery store. I said, let me just go that way. So I went that way. I get in. Within seconds of me crossing the street and setting my foot on the other sidewalk, a slew of police officers in the, the TNT units that they called them back then, police officers and all that, came storming out. They threw everyone that was hanging out in the corner, a bunch of people that were hanging out. They threw them all against the wall. They threw them all into the back of a, of a van and took them off. Had I been in that corner, I know a lot of these guys as well, had I been in that corner, I'm in the van. This is what they, they used to do. There was a program that I think was pretty effective. You know, they just didn't want you to hang out in the corner because they knew if you were constantly hanging out in the corner, they knew there was something going on in that corner. They also had evidence that there was a drug selling, but they would arrest everybody. They would just take everybody down. You would get released, you know, if, if you were lucky. Sometimes they, the paperwork took forever and it would, it would take you a long time. I never got taken down, thank God. But uh, friends told me that that they did. They were just, I didn't do anything. I was just hanging out. I was like, yeah, you're hanging out with drug dealers. You know, that's what happens. So they took, so it was literally seconds and I was uh, uh, taken there. Another time, you know, this is the last story, personal story that I'll tell on instincts. And then I'm going to go into a few other things uh, on that. But another time, I'm walking down and I'm, um, holding i had just decided i was gonna go get chinese food instead of um 
getting home first, dropping off my bag. I was coming home from school. I was about 16 years old. I was going to drop off my bag and I was going to go get some Chinese food, right? So as I go to drop off my my uh, my bag, I'm walking. I decide, you know what? I'm just going to get Chinese food now. Because I had a heavy book bag, but I was like, I didn't want to come back outside again. It was a beautiful sunny day. I remember that. And um, so I, I went in, I got my Chinese food and I come out. As soon as I come out, I'm walking. I hear like a car screeching. I hear a few other noises. I stop and there was this white van. It's just this big old beat up white van in front of one of the grocery stores that I mentioned earlier. Actually, I was walking down that, that block. And um, as I'm walking, I hear a pa 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 pa. And I get ducked behind this white van. I just, and I ducked behind this van. Now I'm thinking, I'm behind this van, but I hear footsteps. I hear people running. I hear screams. It's it's one of those, you know, um, uh, PTSD kind of moments where you have this traumatic stuff. So I'm holding um, the food and I'm looking across the sidewalk and I could either stay here behind this van, which is parked, or try to make it to the grocery store that's right right across there, just across to the sidewalk. And, you know, I, I'm too scared to figure out what to do. I decided, let me just stay at the van. I'm not moving. I'm not doing anything. And I hear just running around. So then the police show up. When the police show up, I figure, okay, I can get out of here. Now. So I get out. I start walking home to eat my Chinese food. Um, and uh, I saw a guy on the, on the, on the ground. He, uh, he was gone already. Um, did not look good for him. He was actually gone. He was gone. Um, but the things I saw there were, were pretty horrific. But had I decided to drop off my bag first and then come back outside and walk in that same area, I was trying to look at the time of when it happened. I would have been somehow in that area while that 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 uh, battle went on, and so and there's no, there's so many other stories you know, and these are the ones that were that protected me somehow from violence or something. Um, there were also a couple of things like when I met my wife. I'll tell this one. This is a sweet one. Nobody uh nobody got hurt in this one. <laughs> um, but my wife. Uh, it's, it's a lot more quieter than I am, if you can imagine that, right? Because um, I'm so quiet. I'm such a relaxed, chilled guy. I don't know. But I found someone who is actually uh, even quieter. So so she started at a job. She started working at this job um, that we both had at this uh, facility in, in Manhattan. And she was walking in front of the desk, in front of our desks, where we, it was, I was uh, managing a front desk of a, um, of a gym, of a, of a gym, right? It was one of the first, like, good jobs I had, actually, <laughs> um, that actually paid me a, a like, a, a livable salary where I only needed one job. Oh my God, you mean I could have only one job and actually pay for things like food and rent? This is amazing. Very grateful. And so I'm, I'm standing there, and she was kind of like, she just started working there and she kind of walks over and she kind of smiles, but she's a little bit like doesn't want to stop. And the lines, and we, me and my wife mentioned this all the time, this one line. I said, you know, you could talk to me. That was my line to her, my first line, because I, I wanted her to know that it was safe to talk, that she wasn't going to get in trouble. You know, I mean, I was one of the managers there, but we had other managers that were kind of uh, a little bit of a, a little tough, but um, they were fine. 
and I had been there already a little bit. So I was like, you know, you could talk to me, you know, and she kind of walked over and we started talking. Had I not, my instincts were like, this is someone that wants to communicate, but it's sort of like not, not feels that they're, I don't know, just feels that they don't want to, that they shouldn't communicate because they might get in trouble. And I remember when she was, when I saw her, I just decided, no, I want to make sure that she knows that it's okay. And that was my instincts because it's not something that I normally do to I say, hey, you know, you could talk to me. That almost sounds like kind of arrogant in a way, right? You know, you can talk to me. But I didn't I didn't say it that way. I was like, you know, you could talk to me. You know, it's like, it's fine. It's totally cool. Nobody's going to get in trouble. And she goes, I got you. I don't want to get in trouble. And I was like, no, it's fine. Nobody's here. It was early morning, whatever. And she came and we talked and we just started a friendship. You know, we were friends for about a year before we uh, we uh, we started dating. So, um, but had that not moment not happened, you know, who knows what what would have, uh, you know, uh, what would have happened after that, transpired after that, and it was a it was a blessing. It was a blessing. You know, we also went from, we you know, and and I I remind a lot of these things because I, I remember things pretty vividly for some reason. I have a, a that type of memory that remembers moments and situations and even conversations. Um, I'm that person that remembers those things so i'm constantly reminding my wife i'm like you know do you remember when this happened and then we decided we were going to do this and i say why don't we do this and you said yes and it turned out that that was the right decision or you know of course i go the other way too which i shouldn't i'm like remember when i said do this and we didn't do it and of course it went down the toilet remember so who was right who was right hmm? so i don't say it like that because that would probably not really be good for a marriage but I did have uh, uh, a lot of those moments where I just instinctively knew. Now, what is this? So we have in our minds, there's two parts of our minds, and I will talk about this in the future. It's from the book Dianetics. Two minds, an analytical mind and a reactive mind. The analytical mind will look at a situation and be like, that's not, that is what it is. You know, this is a... Uh, this is a cell phone. Um, this is a cell phone and this is all it is. And this is what I use it to make phone calls and to check my email. A reactive mind will look at it and say, this phone looks like that guy that I hate who once stole money from me. And I hate him. I hate money. I hate people with cell phones. I hate cell phones. I hate and I hate it. That's reactive makes no sense it matches it can it adds everything to everything else right a equals a equals a equals a and it's not a rational mind so you have an analytical mind that's rational that looks at things analyzes it and makes a judge a, a, a call uh based on that and then there's the rational mind the rational mind is there to really not make you succeed in life it's the mind that makes you doubt your own instincts. And you got to learn about this. You can watch a video on this. You can go to Dianetics.org um, and watch a video on it. And the videos will show you what the analytical mind and the reactive mind are. <coughs> Excuse me. And the power that that reactive mind has on changing someone's original instinct but that was correct. Because I'll tell you what, we have the power in us to make decisions that are based on the greatest good for all the things in our lives. We have that power within us. We, we have it. It's innate. 
It is a spiritual power. It is a connection to the universe, whatever you want to call it. But it is something that we have that you make the right decisions. I knew growing up that taking drugs was a bad thing. Why did I know that? Instincts. I just kind of knew, you know. Now, some people also know. Of course, people that are on drugs must have at one point not been on drugs. And they did it for the first, first time, whether it's smoke crack or, you know, smoke a, a blunt or, or smoke uh, whatever the hell else you can smoke or do cocaine or heroin, whatever it is. At one point in that person's life had to be the first time, right? Which means that they were of clear mind somewhat more than after the drug, obviously. And they decided they were going to take that route. Now, what does that do? That it steals your power away. You've allowed that part of the mind, that doubt, that self-doubt to control who you are and the direction that you should be going in because you should have gone in this direction. Unfortunately, you went in this direction. Why? Because you thought that this was going to be maybe more fun. Maybe this was more accepting to the people around, around you. Maybe you thought that the environment required it. Maybe you were suppressed by a family member or a friend and just felt not really worth protecting yourself or don't care about what the consequences are. Whatever it was, just know it was not you. It was manufactured. It was something that was put in you that made you go against your own better judgment. And those instincts are innate to all of us. We all have this ability to make the right decision. Now, have I? do I currently now make the right decision? No. I still have that thing. Now, I battle with it. I make more right decisions than wrong, right? But I still have my moments where I go, I knew... When I started, it's like dating, right? Like I, I had a girlfriend right before I met my wife. I had this girlfriend, this beautiful, beautiful girl. I don't, I don't know. She liked me. I, I know it's amazing, but she was this gorgeous, gorgeous uh, Ecuadorian girl, beautiful, and uh, she liked me. So we go on a dinner one day, or uh, going to lunch actually, and I remember she wanted to take a cab to to the lunch place, and I lived on 85th and Broadway, uh, in Manhattan. And the lunch plate, it was a gorgeous day, by the way. It was sunny. It was like 80 degrees. It was just a beautiful, gorgeous day. About 10 blocks away. Easy walk for us young people in our 20s to walk and get get some food. I know. I, don't, I hate walking. I want to take, take a cab. <sighs> Call a cab. You know, we, had, we had food. Uh, after food, you know, we're nice and full and we had sushi. I was like, all right, let's walk this off. Let's walk home. Ah, I don't want to walk home. Let's take a cab. I was like, yeah, I don't, I'm full. I don't want to walk home. Okay. Walk again, get in the cab and we take another cab home. Instinctively at that moment of my life, I knew this was never, ever going anywhere. I stayed a little bit too long in that, but not not too long after that, it was over because I just stopped kind of approaching and, and uh, calling. I got a few phone calls and just called back courtesy, but I was busy, didn't have time. Why? Because instinctively, I knew what the future held. Now, yes, she was beautiful. 
She was a beautiful Ecuadorian girl. Um, and that alone was so for some people is enough. For me, even at, at that young age, it was not. I needed to be able to be with someone that I could just have a conversation with, um, that we I could say whatever I wanted to say with and was fine. And that was the uh, my instincts again. So just to summarize, please know that that initial voice in your head that says, hmm, maybe I shouldn't do that or maybe I should go in this direction. This feels better than this. That first thing is correct. Now you start asking other people, they're going to give you a million viewpoints, which is going to skew that. And it's going to make you think of something else and it's going to make you doubt yourself. And then you're going to make the wrong decision. Um, hopefully not, but that's what happens a lot of times. You know, when you start relying on others to tell you what you should do, your instincts know what you should do. You know what you should do. You know, it's inside of you. It's inside of all of us. It's one of our spiritual powers that we have where we have these abilities to kind of know certain things and certain decisions. And I'm talking about the more complicated ones, right? The easy ones, like don't do drugs, don't steal, all those things. That's the obvious ones, right? But there are certain things like, should I leave this job and take that job? You know, if your instincts tell you, I hate this job, but I really like that job, but I feel secure here. I'm so conflicted, but this leave the job, take the, take the good job. Take the job that's going to pull you away from something that's not making you happy. Follow your instincts. That first thing that you think of, it's usually, almost always, right. All right, folks. Thank you very much for your time. I appreciate all of you for taking the time to spend this morning with me. Enjoy your day out there. I will see you all tomorrow morning on Thursday. Uh, make today great. Do the things that you love. Take care of yourselves. And as always... Peace.